And in that moment, I realized basically this younger self really just needed some sort of acknowledgement that she did well. She can rest now. She doesn't need to be afraid anymore. And I just kept crying and I just kept crying. Hello and welcome back to Voice Hugs, a podcast on becoming your best self and embracing all seasons of life with open arms. (laughs) Guys, it's been a year of Voice Hugs and this episode will be our last episode of the year. So we thought, let's just reflect for a full episode. Lessons we learned, things that were challenging, things that we overcame, and of course, Making small wins in the year 2022. Yay! We invite everyone to join us after the episode and reflect as well and share what are some of your big wins, your small wins, your challenges, because we want to know and we want to connect with everyone. Yeah. So Viv, (laughs) in one word, how would you describe your 2022? Oh, one word I would say that 2022 was challenging. It was probably, yeah, I think it was probably one of the most challenging years for me up to date for so many different reasons. But I think because it was also challenging, it served as a reminder that like I could do it or like I can get through it and so maybe another word to describe it is um what's that word when you like not persistence not tenacity perseverance uh, yeah like okay. I, I can't pinpoint the word but it's like you have the strength to do it and like you have the strength to like push through and as hard as it was it's promising that I was able to like get through the year. And I say as if like things are going to change immediately when 2023 <laughs> happens. I, I feel like we always think that, but yeah. it's it's going to continue. But I like, I feel like I believe in myself yeah. through the challenges. Yeah. That's such a beautiful thing. And I think even if we're not going to wake up on January 1st, 2023 and like be a whole new person, mm-hmm. I think to be where you are right now in a, I would say like grateful, right? I think like despite challenges, despite adversity, you're in a grateful mindset, which Mm -hmm. I think can help set your new year on the right foot because instead of, yeah, instead of just being so in our heads or any other thing, we're just like, it's fine. We can do it. We got this. Mm -hmm. That's so beautiful. (laughs) And how about yourself? What is one word to describe your 2020? You had such a huge year this year. Did I? <laughs> I mean, you got engaged. Oh. <laughs> yes. Yes. So there's that. I think very similar to you, it was challenging in that 2022 and is ending on a lot of transitions. Mm-hmm. We talked about this in the previous episode where there's just a lot of things happening right now in my life that are just floating. Nothing's really concrete, nothing's really set in stone, but I think because of these transitions, it's actually all very freeing because mm-hmm. a side of me is starting, it's like I'm starting over with not with my career, right, but like maybe with my team. 
I'm trying new things. I'm starting from a clean slate so I can build it from the ground up. I am starting a new chapter in my life. Just all of these things, all of these things for as like unknown and complex as it can be, the way that I've been perceiving it similar to you is that it's all very freeing. Knowing that I have this choice to go where I want to go, to be where I want to be, to take my channel or take my career anywhere I want to take it. And the interesting thing is I remember in our reflections a year ago, which pretty much kicked off voice hugs, I talked about wanting this year to be freeing. And guys, this is why reflecting and planning is low-key kind of important because even if you don't consciously work towards this freeing feeling, it's subconsciously you're trying to get there and then you will get there eventually if this intention or if this heart was set in the beginning of the year. And it could be any time of year really, right? But it's just setting intentions is so, so, so magical. Mm -hmm. I was thinking as you were sharing that, that sometimes when you are in this transitionary phase or you're starting this new season in your life, it it's interesting to me that you used freeing as the word to describe it. Because I think for myself, a lot of times when I am going through that transition, it's actually very chaotic or very mm -hmm. nerve-wracking. I feel very anxious about what's to come because of the unknown. And so just bringing it back to what you were sharing of setting that intention in the beginning of the year and having that guide your mindset or like guide what you're seeking for yourself, that to me is probably what really helped create this liberating feeling as you start this new chapter <laughs> of starting, you know, starting from scratch. Yeah. I think it's also really cool because we don't always have these moments where you can start from a clean slate or like a blank mm -hmm. slate. A lot of times things are just constantly moving and new chapters aren't as defined as they used to be maybe in college like when you're starting a new school or when you're moving to a new country or a new city it's like a clean start to something mm -hmm. and I think for you nothing really like physically changed and so mm -hmm. to be able to feel that and start anew is a really nice opportunity especially like moving into the new year too it's like even the timeline of things <laughs> I know I honestly love this time of year I love it as like a December baby and like new year <laughs> new me whatever it's cliche but I love it I love the holidays too <laughs> something I just thought about was actually what we talked about last night where mm. I recently had a coaching call so I started working with James's coach and this is more of like a life coach and maybe you can help me in explaining the difference from what I understand and what my like how my friends frame it. They think coaching is more forward looking and therapy is more making sense of the past. But from my experience, coaching can also be a little bit of both. Maybe it's more action driven of what can you do by the next session i.e. talk to this person or like talk to your co-founder or talk to your co-host or anything mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So is that what you do you think that's correct? 
I think every coach and therapist has their own way of approaching mm-hmm. it because I know that there are therapists who will assign homework and have mm-hmm. you do something prior to meeting up again. Mm-hmm. I don't know for sure, but I do think that coaching is probably more guiding you towards, yeah, like a direction you mm-hmm. you want to accomplish something maybe yeah. more tangible or like more concrete. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. And I think it's like it centers around career, but it can mm-hmm. be like relationships in your life not doing well. So it's kind of leaking into your career or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically at least like this coach is like conscious leadership, you know, how to be like a great compassionate leader. Anyway, so on this call, I realize many things. I think the first thing is I'm really in my head. There'll be like blocks of time where I'm just like, oh, you know, it's like, how does this make you feel? Like, let's say if if you were to let someone down, what would happen? I'm like, well, logically, nothing will happen. He's like, okay, but your brain can make decisions. Your heart can feel things. Your body can also feel things. What does your heart and body feel? And I was like, Wow. <laughs> like what? <laughs> and then he very gently was like, you know, I'm noticing, I'm sensing a pattern where, you know, we'll get close to something and you'll just kind of reason your way out of it. And I was like, oh, you're not wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I started opening up about why and going through loss at a younger age and then wanting to be strong and wanting to protect myself and not wanting to get close to people and all of this thing I've shared in the past, right? And I think the main thing that we wanted to pack was my leadership style or lack of leadership style because I don't want to lean on people fully and I don't want them to lean fully on me. Mm-hmm. Basically, like I just don't want to open up to people and like I don't want them to open up to me because What if they leave or what if human feelings and emotions and things that I don't want to deal with? And he's like, okay, let's just explore. Let's just explore this. Like what about human connection is so difficult like, or so hard or it's like making you so scared? I basically just shared everything I've been sharing on this podcast and on my channel of, yeah, like I just don't want to be hurt. And while I've processed I would say 98% of this and I've let go of 98% of it I could still feel that there's this residual fear because he gave a very specific example he's like okay next time you meet with one of your coworkers, if you were to just be 10% more supportive what would you do as soon as he said that I thought I would ask her how I can be more supportive and to fully support her. But as soon as I thought that, this feeling came up to my chest and it started like, it was so tight and it just like stuck, it got stuck in my throat. And so I told him, I was like, oh yeah, you know, this thing came up. But to answer your question, he's like, no, 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 wait, let's explore this feeling. I was like, no, but I just want to tell you what what I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, okay, let's explore this feeling, fine. He's like, okay. Can you get in touch with this feeling? I'm sitting there like, okay. Like I've never done something like this before, but okay. He's like, is this, do you see a color? I'm like, 
I don't, I don't know. It's, it's dark. Cause I remember like with all of these things, I remember James talking about it. Right. Cause he'll be like, Oh, you know, this feeling it's purple and it's in my stomach or this feeling's red and it's blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, um, mm. yeah, I, I don't see colors yet, but it's dark. And he's like, okay, what is it trying to tell you? And I was like, what? Like, what do you mean what it's trying to tell me? And then I like really just, I like shut down my head and I heard, don't do it. <laughs> mm. Basically like this voice telling me to not ask someone how I can fully support them. Mm-hmm. And so we explore this a bit more and it basically just turns out that this was the remaining 2% that's been lingering. I didn't even really know of its existence until my coach was like, okay, why don't we get in touch with the side of you? And I was like, how do you do that? (laughs) Should I close my eyes? Close my (laughs) eyes for like a solid 10 seconds, like just breathing in, being present, trying to connect with the side, but having no idea what I'm doing. So I was like, um, uh, is there is there another like do you have any tips on how I can get connected because it's not happening and he's like oh you know you can think of a scenario where the side of you this like protective side of you came out of wanting to prevent you from being hurt and as soon as he said that I was like oh okay easy like I can just think about my younger self and he's like yeah do that as soon as he said do that I started bawling mm. I was just like like I couldn't I could even talk and in that moment he's like okay you know first of all he says I feel so tender towards you and I was like no one's ever said that to me before and used those words <laughs> in a sentence and then he goes I encourage you to think and be grateful for this side of you that's been trying to protect you and prevent you from being hurt because it's done such a good job And it's allowed you to get to where you are today. And without this part of you, you wouldn't be who you are today. So it's a beautiful thing. And as he's saying that, I'm just crying and crying and trying to process everything. And in that moment, I realized, I think this 2% that was remaining, basically this younger self, really just needed some sort of acknowledgement that she did well, she can rest now, and that she doesn't need to be afraid anymore and like I even said that out loud and I just kept crying and I just kept crying Mm. and then after that I think like you know how we talked about going to Disney World and then going on that flight of passage avatar ride Mm -hmm. and then all these transition happening and then now like ending the year with this like actually huge realization and letting go it's just like the sequence of events it's like it's meant to happen but the way that it happened was also like yeah it's just this is the this is the lesson I was supposed to learn this year and I'm just glad that I can share it with you Mm. and share it with you all oh that was very long no I I was sharing this with Ro and I was saying how like as a (laughs) <laughs> some sweating <laughs> I'm sweating too <laughs> but no I was um I was sharing with Ro that as a friend I could always sense this strength in you where it's like there is a part of you that 
obviously is a very strong and like determined, focused, um, not easily, you know, like you have thick skin, like you're just a very strong person. And I think like that has definitely led you to like where you are today. And at the same time, through the years, I've also felt this, not resistance, but like there was a slight wall of like needing to protect. And as a friend, you, I think it's easier to see it or feel it than like when you're in it yourself and you might not be fully aware of that. And so I think hearing you talk about all of this and like sharing it and coming to that realization in that moment is so special to witness especially because I've known you for like 10 plus years now and so it's like you really really get to see someone go through their journey of you know when I met you experiencing loss was something that was pretty new in your life it only happened like a few years back and so even at that time when I met you I didn't I didn't know the impact or the you didn't know the impact or the effect right and it's not until like so much time has passed so much has changed or like you've grown you've learned you've experienced you get to a point where like wow 98% of letting go that's huge and like to have that final 2% where you're understanding yourself a little bit better and you're like maybe like showing love to your younger self and just being like hey thank you so much for bringing me here you like kicked ass and Mm. now it's okay I got it from here I'm gonna take care of you now and and we can start a new (laughs) cheers yeah like we can start a new life yeah a new Mm -hmm. new season yeah see another transition (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I I, you know I think everything you shared too I really resonated with I think in majority of my therapy sessions it is my therapist stopping me and being like whoa 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 why are you running away from your feelings and that was actually something that I learned about myself this year as well how much I resist being in tune with my feelings as much as we talk about it, as much as we know how important it is to lean into your feelings. I just was so disconnected from myself and still am, you know, Um, but like recognizing that and then hearing yourself, you experience that as well. It's like, I'm not alone here, you know? (laughs) Sorry, so much phlegm. All good. (laughs) Just two flummy gals. I know. Everyone's getting sickies. (laughs) Yeah. As someone who has heard a lot about therapy from you and also from James or even coaching, it's actually really powerful. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, it is. (laughs) Yeah, it's very, very powerful. And I think the fact that I became open to coaching is also a huge thing. Yeah. Because for the longest time, I'm like, I can do it on my own. Mm-hmm. And I probably could, but this just, it's kind of like along the lines of what I shared before. If you can have someone come in and help fast track your thinking or help fast track your growth, why are you so stubborn in not wanting that? Yeah. yeah. For sure. I I definitely think like the openness is important. And I remember years ago, I was talking to my friend who was in, I think like med school. Mm -hmm. And he was saying that if someone is depressed, and they're able to seek like professional help, there's a high chance that 
the duration of like how long you could have been or stayed in that depressive period can mm-hmm. shorten by like a significant amount of time. And so, of course, like if you have the means or the resources to do it, I think for me, that was that was like, why not? Like, why? Mm-hmm. Why struggle for longer than alone. I need to? Yeah, alone when you can find like a care team whether it's a therapist whether it's your friends books a coach like you can find these resources and you know there are so many resources now that are also free online (laughs) that it's like (laughs) (laughs) yeah so this this podcast (laughs) someone commented recently that this has been their therapy this year and I was like oh yeah so yes you never you don't have to do it alone. You really don't have to do it alone. This is actually a point in a video that I just published mm. of eight things I wish I knew at 20. Mm. I think it was number four. It's like you you don't have to do it alone. You really don't. Mm-hmm. And I think it's especially the part you said about suffering. I said the exact same phrases of you don't have to suffer alone. Yeah. And I love what you said about care teams. I just visualize like pastel care bears Aww. hugging you. <laughs> Speaking on care teams and just things that I learned this year, like a lesson that I learned, I think because this year was such a struggle for me, like emotionally, and there was so much happening in my life, Mm. like in all aspects, I was so burnt out, I was so sad, I was so lost and like, just not okay for so many months in this year, even though it was never really mentioned on the podcast, they were just things that I was like going through. A part of me felt like I didn't have the capacity to be a good friend. And I I kind of mentioned this in the previous episode too. Um, The feeling of like not being able to be there for someone else or to feel guilt after that, that like, even when I met up with friends, I could sense that I'm not fully present in the conversation. Or when I did meet up and I would start crying because of things that were like happening in my personal life, I immediately felt this need to take care of them and make them feel comfortable. So I like suck up my tears and be like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. Like, I don't know why I'm crying. But in that moment, it was like me trying to take care of them. What I realized from me just not having the capacity to be there because I needed to put myself first, first and foremost, is that everyone is doing the same. And I think like that realization of, okay, this year might be like one of my toughest years, but I know that I'm not going to be like this always. And that if I think long term, I know that, you know, once I get out of this fog that I'm in that I know I could be a good friend I know I can be there for them but right now my priority is like focusing on me and I think throughout the year I was able to communicate that with my closest friends and just say like you know I'm going through a lot maybe I need a little bit more support I'm sorry I feel guilty and then being met with that encouragement or support was really helpful at the same time I think like in the past when especially when I was younger, when I would interact with friends and they wouldn't react in the way that I wanted them to react or they wouldn't meet me where I wanted them to meet me, I'd say in my head, I'd say things like, oh, they're not really that great of a friend. Oh, 
they're they're probably toxic. Oh, I I can I should cut them out of my life, you know? Or like this friend is better than this friend because this friend said this to me and they really understand me. This other friend does not understand me at all. Not supportive at all. And what I really realized this year, there was a week where I was probably at my lowest, like low, low, low. And it was a moment of like, I I don't want to say desperation, but it was a moment where I fully acknowledged that I needed my friends. And I reached out to like 10 friends. And what was so cool about that week is because it all happened in the span of a week, I could feel each friend react to me or like support me in the way that they knew how and in that moment it was like when I fully realized wow people are just reacting people are just being there people are just trying to live their life the best that they can you really don't need to take it personally it's not that they don't care it's not that they don't want to be there for you it's that like we are all operating to like the best that we can myself included right and so it's like if one of my friends desperately needed me this year and in that moment she asked me for support and I wasn't able to give that to her it's not that I'm not a good friend it's just that like I wasn't able to in that moment and I think keeping that in mind it helped me just learn how to not take things personally you know like you see people for who they are, where they are in their journey. And I think most importantly, like you see that in yourself and that, I don't know, like it's so, it's so like, I feel like I'm in a place of acceptance, you know, like, okay, yeah, not the best friend this year, gave everyone birthday gifts, like two, three months late, you know, like forgot to text some people, like never responded back. And that's okay. That doesn't define like who I am. It's, it's the journey and like the people who stick around will get to experience a different side of you. And hopefully, you know, you create that little community of people that will want to be there and like you want to be there for them too yeah I think it's like there's the like you as a person part and there's also your friends being friends part Mm -hmm. right and I think as a friend it's also important to acknowledge and accept that your friends are all going through things too Mm -hmm. that the majority of them probably aren't sharing with you the things that are keeping them up at night, the fact that they're crying their, themselves to sleep or anything like that, mm-hmm. right? So I think it's like for you to realize that is so – like it's such an amazing realization on your own. But at the same time, it's like imagine if your care team and the friends – I mean, I'm sure the people in your care team are friends who understand you already. But just mm-hmm. like for anyone listening, right, it's like it being a friend and being accepting – includes doing that for yourself and other people and having the other people doing that for you and for themselves as well Mm -hmm. I'm just curious how you went from like the whole year was tumultuous (laughs) there's like a week as you just mentioned that was like like especially hard Mm -hmm. what was your thought process like when you decided to reach out to your friends and I think I may have asked you this in the previous episode Um, I'm not even sure if I like mentioned this in a Mm -hmm. previous episode, but there is, okay, have, have you watched Turning Red? 
the yeah. Disney. Okay. Yeah. So for those of you who haven't watched Turning Red, Turning Red is, I think it's kind of like a becoming of age mm-hmm. movie where the girl, she reaches this age of, I think, equivalent to puberty. <laughs> and whenever she feels really, really big emotions, she turns into this red panda and she's like, just so flustered right but there is this one scene in turning red that i have like the moment i watched it i never forgot or like it's stuck with me ever since there's this moment where may is trying to like manage her emotions and she turns inwards and in that scene you see her in her head and her Mm -hmm. best friends are like all cuddling around her and they're all saying things like we love you may we love you just the way you are like panda or no panda we love you you got this and it was such a beautiful scene because like visually she's internalizing her friends and i think for the longest time like I was trying to figure out how to internalize these new voices in my head. How do I internalize my therapist? How do I internalize, you know, these books that make me feel better or like Rowena or my other best friends? How do I internalize these voices? And so to visually see that, I remember at my lowest, like that moment, Red Panda, like May flashed in my eyes and I I just felt heard all of my friends like what would all my friends what would my coworkers say to me like what would all the people who love me say even if I don't believe them and then I think like that was when I realized like these are the people who would say this to me like I hear their voice I hear mm-hmm. what they're saying in my head that like I know that if I reach out right now they will be there they will tell me this because I'm not making this up you know like these are things mm-hmm. I've heard them say before And so um, I didn't realize how hard it is to ask for support and for help, especially when you feel like a burden or like you want to people please other people. But I don't know. I hope that like, you know, if anyone is getting close to their low, like don't get there, you know, like reach (laughs) out now, reach, reach out to me. Like, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, you don't have to hit a low in order to reach out to your friends, you know, like you can learn how to manage it as you start to feel it like talk about it and it it could be a much more fluid experience than bam something bad happens and you're like overtaken by it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. again you don't have to do it alone (laughs) yeah I feel like the visual example you just gave is so helpful because I don't know to see something on screen play out and to have it seared into your like existence because it was so touching and for you to be able to pull that out when you do hit a place that you wish you didn't have to hit it's yeah, yeah it's just it's it's really <laughs> movie magic because <laughs> i remember talking about the fact that i couldn't see colors or that i you know didn't know how to reconnect with this side of me to james and the analogy he gave was like inside out. Dude, Pixar is just mm. killing it. Mm. For inside out, you see these all these characters in the girl's head as well. And they're all different colors. They're all different temperaments. For him, let's just use anxiety as an example, right? When he feels anxiety and like maybe he feels it in his stomach and it's just tingling and it's like it's what leads to maybe like him to like not have an appetite. And it's purple and it's just existing there. 
and he'll try to have a conversation with it to be like, why are you here? Why, why are you, why are you feeling this way? And for the most part, you're just really like talking to yourself because I like, I didn't understand this concept. So I was trying to understand it. And he's like, you know, you're basically just talking to yourself in your head, but my stomach will tell me something like, I am preventing you from getting hurt again in your business. Mm -hmm. What the coach encourages him to do again is to think this part of you because it is helping you stay strong and alive and prevent you from getting hurt. And I think this is like this changing your changing something that you may previously perceive as weak to something that is a strength is like it makes a world's difference. And I think that's what happened to me too, right? Like I I never thought that the side of me that was, you know, building walls around me was necessarily like an undesirable trait. But I also never thought it as like I would never think of it as a strength. I'm like, you're just trying to protect yourself. You know, like get over it. It's fine. So to be able to kind of make that shift mm. is so powerful. And again, with like you know, having these realizations going into the new year and like it's not going to magically change overnight. It's the same thing with like getting in touch with these different parts of you too. Because for James's example, he was saying how even though the purple doesn't go away, it turns from like a really dark, dimly lit purple to like a slightly brighter purple because this part of you is like, oh, wow, you acknowledged me you've never acknowledged me or like you've never noticed me this is interesting and I think it'll just be like a lifelong continuation of how you can work with this side of you to just thrive and be the best version that you can be mm -hmm. and yeah this it's, it's all just so interesting mm -hmm. how you're driven by all of these different parts and sides of you that is still you I think like when when you talk about it in this context, a part of me is like, oh, is it like spirit possession or is it like alter egos? I don't really think so. I think it's just it's you. It's just like a younger version of you or a you that you've like fully suppressed. Yeah. But it's still there. Yeah. I think it in a lot of ways, it's like we all have these strengths in our heads, right? But at the same time, it's like your strengths. I, I remember, I think I listened to this from Simon Sinek recently. He was saying that like everything is just contextual. Like it all just depends on the situation. So like your anxiety maybe taught you how to protect yourself at a younger age. And so that anxiety like makes you like, hyper think about all the possible situations and you you know you're like extra overly prepared and so a part of you now might feel like oh my anxiety is a weakness but at the same time it's like well that helped you get to where you are now like it helped protect you to some extent right and so it's not really just recognizing like what are my strengths what are my weaknesses but like all these parts of you make up who you are and we can acknowledge I don't know if it's good or bad, but like we can acknowledge all of those parts and like mm -hmm. how it has helped you, how it has maybe been detrimental for you, right? Mm -hmm. Like sometimes your anxiety, or at least for me, is uncontrollable and it's like really debilitating, but mm -hmm. it's like just being aware of how it has helped you. I think another thing that I thought about when you were sharing 
what James was saying about like, you know, his stomach and seeing colors is that as much as I felt disconnected from my feelings this year, one thing I really learned is that your body is always communicating with you what you're feeling. And so if you also have a hard time feeling connected with yourself, like the first thing you can look at is like your physical body what is happening are you losing a lot of hair do you have eczema all over your body like I did for like the first five months of this year you know that should have been a red flag for me that like something was wrong inside and so checking like do you feel tension in your heart do you feel a tingly sensation in your arms these are all ways that your body is communicating to you that it either feels like it needs to protect itself or it's not ready to go there That has been really helpful for me as well. And with this realization of learning to feel feelings and learning to see these signs, (laughs) why are you shrinking? (laughs) What would you like to take into 2023? I think as you said, it's a continuous journey. Sometimes when I re-listen to what I say in an episode as I'm editing, I'm like, wow, this is great advice, Viv, but like you don't always follow that. (laughs) And I think this is like one of those instances where I know how important it is to be in touch with my feelings or like allow myself to lean into certain seasons or periods of my life. That's something that I want to be better at next year. You know, like if I am feeling really burnt out to acknowledge it and like not be hard on myself. If I'm feeling really sad or really stuck to like lean into that and allow myself to cry to my friends without feeling embarrassed or feeling like I need to take care of them and just recognizing that people will be there for you when they can and so the more the merrier right the more people you have Mm. on your care team the better yeah we love a good care team yeah we are part of your care team yes (laughs) yeah what would you like to take into the new year I think I really want to explore this feeling feelings part, not in Mm. a like indulging in my feelings kind of way, but in a allowing myself to think more from my heart than think from my head. Mm. Because for as much as I'm like, yes, focus on your heart too, do what your heart too wants. It's like, I don't also take my advice that often, you know, and I remember reading a comment on YouTube. It was objectively it wasn't the best comment but it was this person being like you know for as much as you talk about these things you Rowena are also constantly out of body blah 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 and it was like it was just really negative and I deleted it because I was like I don't need this negativity on my page but at the same time they're not wrong right Mm -hmm. I think it's like when you're so in your head you're technically not in your body And so I think next year, starting now, actually, because why do we need to wait until 2023? I want to actively practice being more in tune with my heart Mm. and my body. We can do it together. (laughs) We'll check in. Quarterly check-ins. Together. Forever. (laughs) You want to wrap? Okay. A wop wop. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> I'm like, oh, can I include that in there? How do I transition that? You can. 
Yes. Um, I am always so thankful for episodes like these. I was just telling Ro before we started that, you know, I was going back and forth a lot this year about like structure. Do we need more structure? Do we need less structure? And I realized that what works best for me is in a season where I need structure. Vivian, give yourself structure. Do the outline, do the research. And then in a season where, you know, you just want to have a free-flowing conversation, do that. And that's what today was. And uh, it was a lovely conversation. Like, I loved being able to reflect with you and hear what you're going through. And even though I think, like, our year felt very different as we were going through the year, to have such similar like realizations at the end it's almost exciting for me because I'm like oh cool now I have a friend who I can work on you know being more in tune with my feelings with next year it just so happens to be you (laughs) yeah and guys this is why like you never know you really truly never know what life has in store for you and it's the most beautiful thing Mm -hmm. because Yeah. yeah like I we had such different years we really did we our years like on paper look so different and even like a few days ago when you were just mentioning your coaching call I like this just happened two days ago yeah yeah so what's meant to happen will happen friends do not fight it yeah (laughs) and I think that's actually that's actually like one of the main takeaways for both of us too right because to go through challenges to go through transitions but still be thankful for it the underlying thing is just what's meant to happen will happen if you allow yourself to lean into whatever this thing is because I think maybe both of our years are very different on paper but the core like what was under what we're doing is just resistance resistance of leaning into who we are Mm-hmm. So the fact that we both did, it's like, oh, same, same, but different, but still same. Yeah. We want to say thank you. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in this entire year. It is the first year of Voice Hugs officially. We are wrapping the year up. And yeah, it's been such a rewarding experience. It's been so awesome to work with Ro on this. And I'm so excited for what's to come. It's been such an honor to co-host this podcast with you, Viv. I'm so glad everyone's been able to be a part of and witness the enchantment that is Viv. (laughs) And yeah, I'm honestly just infinitely humbled and grateful for this opportunity and for all the love and support and messages you guys have all sent us throughout the year we really wouldn't be here without you like actually so thank you we love you we're proud of you we're excited to lean into our heart to in the new year together and we hope you'll join us then we have a lot of exciting things upcoming including, you know, we're going to dabble into special guests, you know, give Viv some structure, (laughs) give Viv some breathing room so she doesn't need to reflect and just banter all the time. (laughs) We are going to, you know, maybe launch a couple things, you know, maybe a little mug hug and a little hug hug or a little sweater hug hug. (laughs) So exciting. Yay. 
Yay! All right. Thank you, everyone. Hope everyone has a great rest of your December. Be safe, take care of yourself, and we'll catch you in the new year. Woo! Yeah. Yay! Bye. 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 Bye.